1: Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
2: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, we, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen
1: to The Deal on Spotify.
2: Welcome to Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today, the world of eSports. We'll be talking to Carlos Rodriguez, CEO and founder of G2 eSports, which is a huge, successful brand and team in the world of gaming. We'll also be chatting with Fabian Halston, a professional gamer who knows too well the culture of video games and what they represent. The effects of COVID-19 on the world of sports has caused major economic downfall forcing layoffs, and a sea of financial uncertainty. But there's one sector that has not only survived the downturn, it has continued to grow because of it. Video gaming. Video game sales have been soaring as millions of people have been following social distancing and quarantine guidelines and turning to other ways for entertainment. Nintendo, for example, the Japanese giant, sold its latest installment of its Animal Crossing franchise to more than 1.8 million copies in its first three days in Japan, according to the gaming publication Famitsu. Here in the US, Verizon stated that video games usage during peak hours went up more than 75% since quarantine rules came into place, while video streaming increased by 12%, with numbers climbing. Obviously, when it comes to marketing and production revenue, this is no time to take joy out of what comes out of COVID-19. But the facts remain, the world of video gaming and esports continues to thrive. We wanted to dive deeper and talk to people who not only understand this world better than your regular player, but also help us see what the future holds for this intriguing world of esports. Joining me now is Carlos Rodríguez, founder and CEO of G2 Esports, one of the biggest organizations, teams in the world of esports. Carlos, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's a huge pleasure.
2: It's a pleasure. Uh, Sabemos que podemos hablar en español, but we will do this in English for the sake of our audience. Carlos, obviously... There's nothing in COVID 19 and the pandemic that calls for means to celebrate, as many businesses are struggling, but video gaming is going through a unique situation. Can you explain to us the state of video gaming and eSports during the pandemic?
0: Yeah, so, you know, as you said, it's, it's, you know, when when a catastrophe like this happens, it's never uh, a good thing when many people are struggling to directly look at the silver linings, but, uh, you know, some time has passed and and I think it's good to start sort of looking at what things are going well. And, and yes, definitely video games and esports in particular are going through relatively good time um, uh, for, for many reasons. One of them being there's just more people with more free time and esports and gaming are a fantastic sort of, you know, getaway for these people to spend and entertain them, themselves in. And then number two, because people that have never come across gaming and esports now as a result of having that increased amount of time at home and that increased amount of time, you know, having to find ways to entertain themselves digitally, then, then all of a sudden they're exposed to gaming and esports and, and and all of a sudden we have more potential, you know, people interested in it. So, it yeah, it it's definitely not a good thing in terms of. Um, of course, many business going belly up. Uh, of course, revenue decreasing for you know within a number of of, of organizations and teams and competitors of ours are struggling already. Uh, uh, but but at the end of the day, you look at the numbers and you see that people are watching more streams, people are watching more videos, being more in social media and being actually more engaged, you know, uh, online with us.
2: Yeah, let let's stick to that. Uh, part that you just said numbers. I mean, I'm reading things like even as high as 75 yep. percent of video gaming is, is 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 happening right now. Has esports found a way? Do you think also to appeal to new fans who perhaps never even call themselves gamers? Is that a major part of the audience right now?
0: Well, I, I feel like, like if, if you ask me. What do you think is re- the retention rate of all these people that have never game before, and are now exposed to gaming? The retention rate of these people, I think, is going to be very low. And the reason is because gaming and esports, in particular, have been growing. You know, within, within certain dynamics that, as those that have grown playing games and watching people play games, uh, understand and are used to. You know, a new game comes out, and that game will be changing over the weeks. In order to remain fresh, in order not to lose its player base, right? That's unheard of in traditional sports. Like you know, people lost their crap when soccer installed the, the bar to to verify whether something was offside or whether a goal was legal or not, or, you know, allowed or not. In in esports, that is a normal phenomenon. Like things like this <laughs> happen all the time. So we are, we grow up or embracing change. We right. grow up seeing teams like ours having to pivot constantly. Games die, new games come anew, and you have to shift budgets. You have to be very agile, you know, kind of like a Zodiac as opposed to a transatlantic. And, and those, those are things that, that people that are not used to that find shocking, right? Um, because you have to keep track of all the changes that have been happening in the game specifically, et cetera. Otherwise, you just lose, you know, you, you lose interest in it
2: for our audience who may not know this give us a little background just how big is the world of esports right now
0: we're talking about approximately 2 billion gamers around the world uh, probably half a billion dollars just in terms of uh, overall revenue uh, going around with growing approximately 12% year over year on average like we're talking about big numbers here and what what's interesting about these numbers is not that they are big today relative to the traditional sports is the is the trend is the fact that it doesn't matter what happens gaming will keep growing relative to the rest uh, the other every other form of entertainment why is that because people have more and better access to technology technology is cheaper every day internet and connectivity is cheaper and better every day um, people you know sorry games are the most red ocean business i can think of in terms of every single publisher is fighting against each other in order to have the winning title which means that every single day you have incredibly talented developers coming up with insane games and like that keeps happening all the time there's not a single basketball that stays there forever no if you don't if you don't step up you're out (laughs) <laughs> Which means that the industry is in a constant state of upgrading itself. Esports and gaming, in particular, it doesn't matter whether you're gaming on your phone, on your PS4, um, on your PC, Xbox, iPad, VR, AR. It doesn't matter. It's video games and video game competition, and there will always that will always exist to a capacity. Numbers keep growing up, and uh, and and not, nothing tells me that the trend is going any other direction than upwards.
2: Well, I mean, the evidence is right now during a pandemic where it doesn't matter, uh, video gaming is still, as you said, going up. Talk to us a little bit about G2 Esports, uh, your organization, your team. Um, talk, talk to us about it a little bit and also some of the things that you have been doing during the pandemic.
0: Sure. Well, what we are is an esports organization, right? Um um, at first glance, many people would automatically compare us with, I don't know, L.A. Lakers or something like that. But in reality, what we are is a media company focused on video games. So it's kind of more like a combination of Netflix meets Disney meets L.A. Lakers, right? Yes, we do have teams that compete and succeed competitively. And that's a big part of our business. We have, but, the, but then we have a lot of creators and entertainers that are not necessarily the best in the world at the game. They're just funny. As entertaining there's a lot of content a lot of social media um distribution and there's a lot of communication with the fans in person online so there's a lot of a lot of aspects that makes us so clearly a media company with one very very strong thing which is the brand g2 esports right and all our brands that we own like making the squad which is a reality tv show sort of talent show for entertainers in gaming and, and 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 whatever might come in the future right so um Uh, one of the things that I think uh, differentiate us from the rest is that we see our job the same way a gladiator that likes his job uh, (laughs) would see his job. Yeah. He has to win because losing might get him killed, but if he loses, he wants to be entertaining enough so that the people are, uh, want him alive and the deceased never does like this, you know, with the finger down, point down the finger just (laughs) so, so that he dies. Um, and and so that's pretty much us, right? Our brand is very playful. Our brand is, you know, we're very self-deprecating. We're always roasting everybody else. Like we're about, this is a video game. Just have a little bit of fun and enjoy yourselves, you know? And it's working.
2: It is working. What what The other part that I'm interested in is some of the things that you have been doing to help others mm-hmm. during COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, we, we are doing... Uh, we're putting together um, sort of content formats. We did it with uh, La Liga um, in uh, in football with FIFA. We did it with NBA 2K, where we stream. You know, we get sort of the best player of each of each of each team um, uh, to play sort of a tournament, and actually Real Madrid happened to win. <laughs> oh <laughs> we, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I am formerly a Real Madrid fan, so so that, that was good. I, and, I, I will,
2: and- so Barcelona fans want to be happy about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, another one, another one, and so so we did that just to entertain the people, and it had a lot of viewers. He had um uh, hundred and seventy five thousand concurrent viewers. We raised 150000 dollars. I can I can't remember exactly. You know, we're working with partners. For example, Secret Lab. Um, we're 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 donating. Um, I think it's fifty thousand masks. Um, for frontline works in the U.S. Uh, for COVID nineteen sort of uh, initiatives. In general, we just. For us, what we are, what our role in this world really is, there is just so much shit out there. There's so much bad news. There's so much uh, negativity everywhere. Everywhere you look, you know exactly where to look for the negativ- negativity. If you follow us, whether that is in Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it is, you know, TikTok, whatever it is, you know, you're in for laughs. You know that, you know, whatever you, we're gonna we're gonna put out is not gonna be. Uh, emo is not gonna be negative. He's gonna it's gonna thrive and try to be funny, generally funny, and and try to make your day one percent better. That's our goal and our job. and And, and fans seem to like it so far.
2: <laughs> they do, they do. That's probably why you said it was Netflix, Disney, and the LA Lakers. Though I probably have, pretty much yeah. I probably would have said the '90s Bulls. But we'll we'll move on. <laughs> um, the The other part that I really wanted to break down was also about video streaming right? People also logging on and watching um, specific uh, events, etc. You mentioned Twitch, of course, a major part of the gaming industry. Talk to us a little bit about it and the rise and just how much it has grown, especially during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, so what, what, what Twitch is, and it's funny because I actually, before I was a, pro, I, I, I am, before I built YouTube esports as the CEO and founder, I was actually a professional player myself and, and I was uh, the largest streamer back then as well. And then I was the largest, or one of the largest in Twitch TV, which is right now super big, right? So back then when I was streaming there for 30,000 concurrent viewers, it wasn't as big, right? And I've seen all this um, change happening in front of me. It's just a matter of habits. Like people are growing up with different habits than before when youtube became such a big thing everybody was looking at you know logan paul and all these very known like pewdiepie and people like that are super known in youtube and that came out of nowhere as well and that became so big thanks to all these habits from from the people you know growing up now those habits are more and more becoming instead of watching static video content as much from youtube they're they're sort of slowly deviating towards live video content right and and you know live streaming will become larger and larger as time goes by uh, but it'll never make a uh, sort of video on demand which you know youtube is the absolute leader there uh, irrelevant by any means it's just two different forms of entertainment the good thing of twitch though and live streaming in general, is that the level of interaction with your community will just be always an order of magnitude better. Like they can ask you questions. Imagine if LeBron James would be just with a GoPro, you know, just just shooting threes, you know, (laughs) and and streaming for like thousands of people and people ask him questions and he answers them. Well, this is what you have right now with video games and, and, and the video game athletes. These guys, this community, are big fans and these guys are idols for them. So having the possibility of just donating them five bucks and say, hey, I love your work and then get a reaction from the streamer is just invaluable for some people.
2: Yeah, I think the key that you just said there is just a a great way to engage uh, with your community. Uh, A really, really insightful conversation. Carlos Rodriguez, CEO and founder of G2 Esports. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate your work.
2: We'll return after these short messages.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
2: And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
2: It's one thing to understand the market, but what about a professional player? Someone who literally calls video gaming a career. All over the world, pro gamers, just like athletes, make a living from competing in these virtual worlds. They are part of a team, playing in high-stakes tournaments watched by thousands, sometimes millions of people. How has the outbreak affected them, and what do they see in their own futures, inside the world of esports? Joining us now is Fabian Helston. Fabian has been a pro player since 2016. He's won three majors, two of which are actually world championships. He's extremely popular in the gaming world. He's one of the winningest players in the Rainbow Six Siege. And you can find all his contacts specifically on YouTube. Fabian, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be allowed to come on.
2: No, absolutely. We're so happy to have you um let's let's get straight to, into it. This is a show obviously about sports and the pandemic, and many of our audience may not really be familiar with the world of uh, of gaming. Talk to us a little bit about your background and the life of a professional gamer
1: so I started fairly late being a professional player. I come from sports background like myself from before. I started playing a sport called floorball when I was 12. Uh, I managed to get my way to the second highest league in Sweden. I injured my knee at 18. And from there on, I just started playing a lot of computer games. And I brought the same mentality that I had from sports. I mean, you know how to play in a team and you know how to be a character for your team and your group. And then I've just managed to take that over to esports. I think it's a very a very similar sort of stuff with the same sort of mentality. You need to think you're the best. And you need to always push yourself and work hard. And there isn't any shortcuts. We're not sitting around just playing video games. No, we have specific practices when, when we're doing stuff and we have specific purposes with all these practices. For example, there are support players which will be using gadgets and utility to help the so-called entry fraggers, which is the guys going in first. We have analysts, we have coaches, we have... Obviously, management's behind us. We have a lot of people working in an esports team. There's, we, we have people that specifically will look in, in our gameplay and how we play and see what tendencies we have. How is it easy to counter us in our plays? What can we do to improve our individual style as well as improve our team-coordinated style?
2: So you just mentioned about your team. I mean, video gaming is such a huge community. Just how big... Is the gaming and esports world?
1: It's massive. I mean, the game that I play, Rainbow Six Siege, I think last February we well this February, so two months ago, we hit 50 million unique players on console and computer. So that's that's just one game. We're not even one of the biggest ones. We I would put us about spot six or seven. There are games that are so much larger than ours. I mean, you, you look at those that aren't familiar with it and. Well, I come from Sweden, so my country is not that big. And you look at a football match, and you'll have 30,000 people in, in the arena watching the game. And we went to Brazil. Well, that's 2018. We managed to put in, I think it was seven or eight thousand people in an arena. So just that's like the numbers might not be the same with people that are there, but online, it's it's just massive. Anyone can just tune in, go on Twitch, and you find a tournament, and you can probably watch a tournament that's getting played right now if you would tune in there.
2: What, what, what would an average audience be on Twitch for a tournament, would you say? So that really depends on what sort of tournament it
1: is. If it's a normal pro league game, which is basically our league, we play it every week, twice a week. Um, depending on the team, G2, as we have been the most successful team, has pulled the biggest numbers. And I would say that on a normal match online, we would gather somewhere between twenty to 30,000 viewers. But if you go on a world championship, we'll pull over a million. And that's on all platforms combined
2: that's just incredible numbers um obviously coronavirus there are many businesses that are going under it's not uh, a, a happy time for many industries and you never really want to talk about you know how great somebody's doing but video gaming continues on the rise uh would you say that you are seeing that as a gamer
1: I would say so, definitely. I mean, right now, my job as an esports professional kind of comes into being a streamer. Like, I play video games live so people can watch because we have transfer windows, just like in real sports. I can't just go join another team whenever I want to. I have to wait until the transfer window opens. And I would say that there's an increasing viewership, especially for individual streamers, but also for the big tournaments. And, I mean, Valorant just got released into the beta stage, which is a completely brand new game, and they have been pulling absurd numbers on, on the live stream streaming so I would say that esports probably got a boost from the coronavirus but (laughs) I mean it's kind of you you don't want to say that it's good for someone because well the virus isn't good for the world but for esports if you just take that out of everything else esports is doing good because of it quite a lot.
2: Yeah absolutely would you say that um, you're seeing new people not just new gamers but new people being introduced to video gaming.
1: I think so as well. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, seeing as like a lot of sports now, when they're not playing any matches at all, pretty much anywhere in the world, I think that a lot of people will, well, they will try to find some sort of entertainment. May it be well, online poker or if it's going to be esports it could be anything but people want to watch competition and i mean it's maybe difficult to get into those like really hard to understand games like dota or league of legends or well even rainbow six but some of the easier games like rocket league where you drive a car and you play football with cars that is fairly easy to get into and fairly easy to understand and i think that a lot of people will become coming into esports
2: for this Do you find it, Fabian, ironically, that obviously we're talking about the need for social distancing, staying at home, not physically interacting with others? Gamers actually are doing the opposite and becoming more united, more connected uh, because of of what they're doing in in the virtual gaming world.
1: It's, It's kind of ironic, yeah, because... I'm obviously used to sitting at home playing video games. I work from home. Uh, I only go to tournaments every now and then when, when they are. And for me, it's normal that I sit at home and I will talk to my friends via internet and I will talk to my family via internet and, well, everyone that's in my work work life. So for me, I'm used to it. But it's, it's funny how all these people are coming in now and all of those people get into the same chat room. they all talking to each other. And it, I think it's a, it's a good thing that we have video games and esports as an entertainment business because it just, as you said, it can bring people together in a very harsh situation.
2: Fabian Halston, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow him everywhere on social media, by his channels. Thank you once again.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
2: It's ironic in a way that at times when we ask for social distancing, Video gaming is a sector that's actually connecting many of us. From streaming to actually playing, there is a community that strengthens from competing and digitally interacting. As video games become more advanced and the user experience heightens, the world of eSports, even in the midst of a pandemic, can only go one way, up. Thanks to Carlos Rodriguez and Fabian Halston for joining me today. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend this to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe.